Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I'm cool with Bitcoin, Twitter, like when the OnlyFans thing happened. And people were like, well, this is why we need to marry adult and crypto. So I'm like, yes. I think a lot of people want to make money off of adults, but they aren't really willing to invest in adults. Kind of like that JFK quote, like, <laughs> like to ask not what Ali can do for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Bitstamp and CypherTrace. Hello, I'm Coindesk reporter Lee Quinn, here with adult content creator, Ali Awesome. We're here to talk today about money in the sex industry and how the world is changing due to the coronavirus crisis. Thanks for joining us today, Ali. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. So can you just start us off by introducing yourself a little bit to the audience and telling us about your experiences on platforms like OnlyFans and Pornhub? Sure. So I'm Ali Awesome, and I have been in the sex industry for, I don't know, maybe seven years. And I've been doing online sex work for about four and a half years. I was primarily camming for most of that time. But ever since the about last fall, I've been switching to more content and like making clips things like that. And that's when I started my Pornhub account and got became a verified model on Pornhub and uh, also, you know, many vids and OnlyFans. So Ali, you work on all these different platforms. Can you tell me a little bit how your experience is different and how you use it differently? For example, OnlyFans uh, versus uh, Pornhub or another site that people, many vids, one of the ones people might be familiar with. Sure. So OnlyFans is a subscription site. I have two accounts for OnlyFans. I have my free account, which I kind of treat like social media. And then I also have my paid account, which is my like premium. I call it my premium page. And so that has more of the racy stuff that has not, uh, not safe for work stuff because you can't post not safe for work stuff on your free account. So I have those going. And so, but uh, that's more of a subscription model. Many vids is a clip, more of a clip site where you pay per video and Pornhub is um, 
I treat it very differently. I like, I treat it for promo kind of like I would treat my free OnlyFans account, but I have not saved for work stuff on my Pornhub, but I use that for promo and to kind of get my name out there so people can get familiar with me and then hopefully get to one of my paid platforms. I think it's really good that you can describe how these are all different sites for a lot of people who are maybe outside the industry. When they imagine a porn star, what they think is a celebrity actress who goes to a shoot where something is managed by a studio. And for so many workers today, that's very far from the reality. They have a variety of different payment methods that they deal with and platforms that they deal with. And just because a site like Pornhub does accept cryptocurrency doesn't necessarily mean that you as a performer are earning cryptocurrency a lot through your content on that site, right? Right, definitely. So uh, I get paid in cash uh, on Pornhub, for example. Same with many vids. I have customers who use cryptocurrency on Pornhub and many vids, but I get paid out in cash. Is that from choice because you prefer the dollars or is that because you don't have an option to cash out? Uh, I believe that there is an option. It's just for me, it's easier to get paid out in cash. And like I pay my bills with cash. So yeah, (laughs) um, I do have cryptocurrency. I have Ether. So and I I know you're a Bitcoin (laughs) person and I respect that. Um, But so, yeah, I do have um, a good amount of Ether and I am in the crypto space, but I get paid out in cash so that I can pay my bills. And then I just kind of hodl my cryptocurrency. So, I mean, it's a good point. I do like uh, both Bitcoin and Ethereum, but I think that a lot of times Bitcoiners overestimate how useful censorship resistant features are. They're really comfortable using uh, software in a way that most humans don't without some kind of interface. And I'm curious for you, like you say like, okay, it makes more sense that you can, you pay your bills in cash. So it's easier for you to accept cash. But in terms of accepting Bitcoin that you could convert to cash another way, like direct peer-to-peer transactions. Why is that not as appealing to you as getting paid through these sites um, in dollars? So the sites act as my advertisement spots. And I do, I do accept crypto peer-to-peer with uh, cryptotitties.com. And I, I have customers who pay me that way, but I use the platforms in order to get traffic. Cause I don't, you don't just say one day like, Hey, I want to make porn and then have all of these people just lining up to give you money or crypto. You need these platforms to get your name out there. And the more that you use them and uh, establish yourself, you get ranking and then you get more promotion and then you get more customers. And so that's why I use the platforms. Gotcha. So what you're saying there is that you can use wallets and do feel comfortable with wallets, but that's not what it is you're using platforms for. You're using them as platforms to market and also to collect, to distribute. You're using the very platform aspect, not necessarily the financial aspect. The dangers of that, right? What Bitcoiners love to rant is possible is that you can be deplatformed. And you experience something similar to that with your account being frozen temporarily, but then reactivated. And I'm curious for you, as someone who does face a risk of being deplatformed from social media and also even some of these platforms, if you were to do something they consider too risque, how do you manage that risk? Um, 
I, uh, I really follow TOS very closely. I read TOS. I also engage with the online sex worker community. So I'm able to like know what is allowed and what isn't. And I don't push the envelope. And I, I have been deplatformed. I've, you know, had my Instagram shut down temporarily. Um, and I, I don't know why I never got, and I was like, I was in TOS. I also, you know, a payment processor, I've had payment, uh, processors frozen as well. So I'm very familiar with being deplatformed. And that's also why I use, like, I won't use PayPal, for example, for adults. I use like adult sites. Uh, like many vids and Pornhub and so and OnlyFans in order to collect payments and all of that and everything that I've already mentioned. But it's just really important to follow the rules at the same time. So for you, you're not seeking necessarily censorship resistance, although you have the capability to do so. And I think I always find that to be really interesting in terms of how does people do business? And maybe sometimes you do accept or transact with cryptocurrency directly with customers. But we were talking also about being deplatformed from social media, which is, you know, where you advertise. What do you think about Facebook and its policies related to sex workers? Uh, I don't use Facebook. Um, I, I did. And I had my personal Facebook page. And then eventually, like when I started getting nominated for things, I was like, it's not safe. And so I did. And I don't want people to, you know, come and harass my family. So that was the the danger. Yeah. But I never used it for sex work specifically. Um, adult stuff is not allowed on Facebook. So, I mean, somehow it ends up on there. And it, if you are the creator and you try to put your stuff, like you see people get shut down all the time. And so I, it just, it didn't seem like a friendly place for me. But meanwhile, you're like this rock star on Twitter. And- oh. <laughs> There's also a really active community of Bitcoiners on Twitter, right? And what is it like for you as a woman who is interested in cryptocurrency and a performer, someone who uses Twitter as part of your work in terms of interactions there or, or risks of online harassment or, or friendships made? Like, What has been your experience of the overlap with Bitcoin Twitter? I, I'm cool with Bitcoin Twitter. I do find that people, like when the OnlyFans thing happened and people were like, well, this is why we need uh, to marry adult and crypto. And I was like, yes, I, I was with Spin Chain for a long time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, I, so I'm like, yes. And I've also worked with multiple like crypto guys who've had these great ideas and they want my input but aren't willing to, uh, like they want all of the credit for it. They want to build it, have their name on it, but I'm just kind of like an accessory. So they want my expertise, but they're not willing to pay for it. It's so shocking to me how many times guys from different crypto companies have reached out to me and told me that they're going to build the solution for the industry. Can I just introduce them to a few performers? And I'm like, first off, you're asking me to give away this, the information of sources. But second off, what makes you think you understand their industry at all? Right. And I appreciate it. Like, I think that's great. 
I just also kind of like point them to spank chain. Like it already exists. And I, as being kind of like involved in that community, I got to see all of the roadblocks that they encountered. It's not nearly as easy as I think a lot of people think it is. Anytime I've had a problem with a platform, I get people who are like, well, that this is the problem that cryptocurrency is fixing. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. (laughs) It's like, do you have any, I, I tried in vain to get people onto Ethereum, uh, when I was camming on spank.live, for example, and like, I had devoted, extremely devoted regulars who were just like, I'm not doing it. They were completely against the idea. So the idea of like adoption being easy is like, it's just not the case. Yeah, but okay, let's go beyond adoption being easy because for sure I 100% agree with you there. But about Bitcoiners willing to pay you Bitcoin, like people say that, well, the point is peer to peer transactions. So if someone is already sophisticated enough to be operating their own wallet, is it an attractive market to you to spend your time advertising to Bitcoiners, hoping they're going to use their Bitcoin for your services? Oh, I love this question. And I, some of my biggest customers are Bitcoiners. So this is not to bash Bitcoiners. I'm a Bitcoiner. I love them. We're great. All right. I love, I love you guys. I love crypto people. So this is like, and this is more kind of coming out of the bank chain community. A lot of those people would say like, yeah, pay for porn and da 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 But like, were they paying me? Like, my question is like, are you paying for porn? To those people who are like, I, I want to come up with a solution and all of that. It's like, well, my first question is like, are you paying for porn? Yeah. And so sometimes they do, but is it like, how much, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like that. JFK quote, like, <laughs> like to ask not what Allie can do for you, but, um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I think a lot of people want to make money off of adults, but they aren't really willing to invest in adults. Bitstamp is the original global cryptocurrency exchange. Since 2011, Bitstamp has been the preferred exchange for serious traders and investors, trusted by over 4 million customers, including top financial institutions. Bitstamp is built on professional-grade trading technology. Their platform is powered by a NASDAQ matching engine, and their APIs are recognized as the best in the industry. Download the Bitstamp app from the App Store or Google Play, or visit bitstamp.net slash pro to learn more and start trading today. That's bitstamp.net slash pro. CypherTrace helps grow the crypto economy by making it trusted by governments and safe for consumers and investors. How do they do it? By protecting VASPs, banks, and other financial institutions from crypto laundering risks while protecting user privacy. Years of research have created the world's best cryptocurrency intelligence with the best attribution and deepest token coverage. So if your virtual asset business isn't using CypherTrace to manage compliance risks, you should start now. Learn more at CypherTrace.com. So what is it like for you as you try and make connections or or use uh, crypto in this space? Are people like welcoming to you? Is it intimidating or is it really exciting and fun or like, what's it like for you? I'd say it's all of those things. Uh, it is intimidating to me. 
conversations about the technology, I, I start feeling like an old lady. I'm like, I don't, it's like, you would think I couldn't turn on a computer, but, um, cause I, I was just like, my eyes like glaze over, but I have found people to be incredibly welcoming and generous with their time and kindness to introduce, like when I started on Spank Chain, I didn't know anything about cryptocurrency and it was customers who actually like walked me through it. Uh, people were extremely nice to me. And so it, it, it is exciting. It's really exciting. I think this is where some of the biggest innovations are coming out of. That intersection between sex work and finance and like cryptocurrency. And also I, I love how the community, you know, it, it's kind of alternative, if you will. Like it's not mainstream. And so these are people who are thinking about problem. There are, it's also like, like people who are solution oriented, like they're looking at problems and coming up with solutions. I, it's so exciting. Awesome. So what I'm hearing from you is if people want to empower and support women in Bitcoin, particularly that are working in the sex industry, the things that they can do are listen to what you actually need and want, because you're not even using these fancy platforms for the payment processing, you're using them for advertising. So any kind of mention they make should be thinking about what you need in terms of asking you what you need, not even thinking, asking and not thinking. Uh, second off, they should be paying for their porn. And third off, they should be welcoming and not condescending, but helpful when people try and learn about how to do peer-to-peer transactions specifically. Yes, totally. So Ali, how, you've been in the sex industry a while, and I'm curious, how have the trends changed since we've entered this coronavirus crisis? Are people paying more for porn? Are more people paying in different ways? How has your business changed? Oh boy, it has been quite the roller coaster. <laughs> it started out strong. So March, when everything kind of started happening, uh, was one of my bigger months ever. And, um, I also was really like hitting the ground running. Like I was like, oh, we're all like, everything was so unclear and I was so unsure. So I just hustled and worked so hard during the month of March and it paid off. And then I kind of like was burnt out in April and a lot of time I had to spend on like self-care and things of that nature And then now we're in May and it's kind of been evening out, but the industry itself has been really interesting because what I've heard, and I can't verify this, but that traffic has been up on free porn sites and on campsites, but it is unclear if the profits match uh, when it comes to like paid campsites and is any of this money funneling over to creators. And that is a little bit unclear. It's unclear for me too. I mean, it's definitely clear that traffic is up for sure. Traffic is up. And for people that do direct transactions for special packages, certainly they are seeing some interesting ones, uh, maybe new customers, things like that. But I have not heard either for or against whether or not the platforms themselves like Chatterbait or Pornhub or things like that are actually earning more money. They usually keep that pretty close to the chest. Definitely. And I think 
like there's just so much uncertainty, right? With the economy is pretty unstable and we're having new developments every day. And so government loans are running out for businesses. And so like the PPP loan and so on, uh, unemployment is high. It's really unclear and really uncertain right now. Have you seen more of any particular kind of demand for a certain kind of thing, like more uh, unique content packages or more general vids, um, anything that you think like, oh, we can expect to see more demand for this in the upcoming months as the broader economic crisis worsens? Ooh, I really wish I had that insight for you. That's a really good question. Um, (laughs) It's what all of us are wondering, right? Like, (laughs) right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I can say that I've personally been focusing more on a like girlfriend experience, a virtual girlfriend experience, because I think uh, a lot of people are lonely. And so that's kind of been like my little niche that I've been working on. But as far as like what's going to be popular, it's unclear. I think people might start getting uh, tired of the quarantine porn, but it was super popular for a while. And I'm guessing that might start fading out. I think that you're really shrewd, very sharp to notice that the emotional support of a more girlfriend-like experience as opposed to a static video that someone would purchased or already made that is not personalized to them, or maybe even those videos that are seeming to be more personalized, like the way that an ASMR might be. Because you're right, we are human beings and, and we get lonely when we're trapped in little boxes for a long time. And those kinds of relationships between customer and provider are really conducive to peer-to-peer transactions. So I guess the question of whether or not we'll see increase in any kind of profits related to cryptocurrency is entirely dependent on the people that do or don't want to spend it. Yes, definitely. Gotcha. So thank you. That was really insightful. I hadn't even thought of the girlfriend angle. Yeah, it's also, I'm just really comfortable with it. It's my favorite offering. And uh, so it's been a lot of fun. It's honestly been therapeutic for me as well to be talking with people, you know, especially like one-on-one. I do a lot of that with Sky Private, which does accept Bitcoin. Sky Private accepts Bitcoin? I didn't know that. Sky Private? Yeah. Cool. So I've been doing that and it's just been lovely. I really love that. And so I just kind of made, instead of really like looking at trends, I just try to, in trying to like fit into the trends, I try to just do what I like doing and, you know, focusing on my niche or my niche and doing my thing. But there's no reason I couldn't also like expand that girlfriend experience to some of the trends that we will be seeing. That's going to be very interesting. Gotcha. Is there anything I missed that you think you wanted to leave the audience with that's important for us to know? Yeah, I think you really nailed it because it's so great when people, um, yes, please ask us what we need, but also I also need to know what the person is actually doing. Like, is it just, you just want to hear me talk about 
my the problem you know like I need to know exactly like what the end goal is as well so like that that's really helpful so they're not supposed to pump you for information and then leave and try and make money in the field without giving you any kind of credit or part (laughs) that and yes I also think that it's sometimes like entertaining to people to just like talk with sex workers and it's kind of like my time like I would hope that people would pay sex workers as consultants the way that they would pay any other industry consultant. That makes sense. Thank you so much. I really appreciate hearing your perspective today. Sure. Thank you so much. This is great. And thank you everyone at home for joining us. Once again, this is Coindesk reporter Lee Quinn. For more interviews and insights, check out coindesk.com. Take care, everybody. <laughs>